My name is Spade Robinson, and this is Storyteller Therapy. I cannot actually believe that it has taken me this long to get back to recording this podcast. It's absolutely insane. I've been gone for way too long. Gosh, even, I mean, it's been years. Years of my life, years of your life, and I am unbelievably excited to be back and talking to you about everything associated with the mental, emotional part of attempting to tell stories and build a career, a profitable career around storytelling. So I'm so happy to be back. I'm looking forward to jumping right in and talking about something that happened to me recently. So I recently finished a pilot that I was writing for a deadline. I wrote it in... I guess all together, two weeks. I had this idea for more than a year and I pitched it a while ago and there was a lot of interest in it and then I just got busy with a lot of other things. And so with this deadline coming up, I decided to sit down, focus and write the story. And I was also in a place emotionally where I knew that it was time to write the story. I knew it was going to be the next thing that I wrote. My pilot little shop of daughters had just been in a lab and I knew I wanted to write something new as an extension of that experience, as an extension of what I would be pitching and reflective of what I have to say now as a writer, as a person in the world. So I, with great pleasure, want to talk to you about how to conjure up the emotional bravery to write your most compelling work, because that's exactly what this is, because that's exactly what this was for me, and it took me through the ringer. However, especially coming on the back of just teaching an eight-week screenwriting workshop for original pilots, I taught a process of writing a pilot within a short period of time, writing a compelling, developing a compelling pilot within a short period of time. And then went directly, literally right after my class closed, went directly into rushing to finish this pilot or rushing to write it in general. And I took that same practice that I taught in that class and was able to finish it quickly. But beyond this sort of time period it took to do it, the fact that I was able to do it in two weeks and not even writing every day is just it's evidence that the process works. You don't have to sort of squash <laughs> your writing process within that time period. But I do want you to go through these steps to ensure that you sort of comb through the kitchen of that development process. So you do get out all of the tangles story-wise. That's sort of that's the most important thing foundationally. And I just sent out an email to my email list about the steps of going through that. So I'm happy to put that in the show notes so you guys have access to that. But what I want to talk to you today is more about how to actually, when you sit down and you're looking at your computer and you're about to write the thing that you're afraid to write, to write the thing that has been in your heart, to write the thing that is deeply personal, to write the thing that is terrifying. How do you conjure up the emotional bravery to do it and not just do it where you sort of like skip over it or ram through it and not reflect the depth of your experiences or or reflect the depth of what the audience needs to experience by way of watching it so that they can enjoy feeling seen, heard, understood, entertained, and identified with. So I'm going to take you through my process and some steps that 
I believe we're gonna get you there. Many, many, many moons ago, when I first started recording this podcast, I always talked about finding a safe place to write. It's extremely important. So that is the first thing on the list is find a safe place to write. When I say safe place, especially for this thing that you're thinking about writing, it is not necessarily always going to be the place in your house, the little nook where you always write. It is a safe place emotionally where you don't have the audience (laughs) that could cause you to shut down. So if you're in a coffee shop and you could cry, sometimes it's not even about the outward manifestation of something emotional, but it's more you being hyper aware that you're surrounded by people. You are hyper aware that you are responsible for a kid running around and you can't sort of emotionally check into this other place or emotionally go back to this other place. So when I say find a safe place to write, find a place where you can be your most honest self. You can look ugly, you can cry, you can display your weird habits, you can pace, you can, there's no mirror reflecting back to you how awkward or uncomfortable. It's just you. And everything and anything you do is okay. That is your safe place to write this script. The next step is to watch content that scares you or content that elicits a similar emotion or tone that you're gonna be writing in. So for me, this new pilot that I wrote I knew I needed to go revisit two shows. I needed to revisit Normal People and I needed to revisit Fleabag. I've forgotten how emotional Fleabag was. And I know everybody talks about the second season, but I went to watch that first season. I was like, ooh, child, I'm in my feelings. And I knew I needed that. I knew I needed the sharp comedy and I knew I needed to be reminded of that rhythm of the sharp comedy right up against something very sad right up against something very funny and having that being a result of these people just being themselves. And I knew I needed to revisit normal people and I hadn't watched it since the first time I watched it. I was gutted after the first time I saw that. And I was like, I am never watching this again, but I knew I needed to revisit it to write this script about two people who love each other very much and it being unconventional and it being very tender. I knew I needed to access that very tender part of myself, the part of myself where there is a very idealized version of intimacy. In order to write those moments, I knew I needed to embrace a part of me that idealized that. And sometimes having it reflected back to me gave me that bravery. So normal people gave me that bravery. And I think shows or movies could do this for you. But the fact that it even does that is an example of why we do this, why we create this work. People need to see themselves reflected back to themselves, need to experience themselves reflected back to themselves, even if it's places in them that they don't have access to all the time, which is why I had to watch it to access it. The next thing is to do your homework beforehand. For me, and I'll put this in the show notes, I've gotten to the place where I've come up with a system and this is a system that I teach. I do not go right to the page. I do not go right to the outline. I have my students do this, and this is what I do myself. I start with a pitch or a lookbook first, and then two outlines, and then the script. I always go in that order at this point because some of the bigger questions that you're going to be asking yourself about tone, about the world, about who are these people, you're going to answer those questions in your pitch because that's how a pitch is designed. And if you guys want me to go into how I organize my pitch when I'm pitching, I can obviously do an episode about that. It's the thing that executives 
compliment me on the most. It's like, oh my God, I was so drawn to your pitch. And it's because I organize it to emotionally draw whoever's listening in. I start there because every question that an executive is going to ask you about your show, you answer in a pitch and you need that information going into your show, going into writing. So I start there. I answer the larger questions about tone, how it feels, how it should look, all of those sort of aspects of your series. And then I dig a little bit deeper into the story. I take that sort of like bigger context and then I create the short outline which is just what the acts are act one act two act three act four act five like so how many acts you have the pilot I just wrote the four acts for a half hour dramedy each Roman numeral is an act and then under that are all of the events that need to happen in each act and then I go into the longer outline which I go into final draft to do that I do the longer outline in screenwriting format so the longer outline has Slug lines, interior, exterior, wherever we are, whatever time of day it is. And then I go into detail of what happens in that scene. So every scene in the show or every scene in your pilot is now in your outline. You don't go into detail in terms of writing all the dialogue, but you in that outline, you do write what happens in each scene, essentially. So after the pitch and the two outlines, then I go to my pages. By the time I get to my pages, there isn't any guesswork in terms of what is happening because I did all of my homework. So emotionally, what that does is that takes a lot of pressure off of me figuring it out and then trying to figure out what happens next. I already know what happens next. I know exactly what happens. I clinically, very clinically did that work. So when the emotional part comes, writing the dialogue and going there and creating the subtext and being in that place, I already have the container for which my show is happening. And I already have every scene. All I have to do is decide what exactly people are saying. All I have to do is write the description of what it feels like to be in that room. A lot has been taken off my plate because I did my homework. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is find something to soothe yourself. It wasn't hard to write in the sense that I did my homework. I knew exactly what the scenes were going to be. I knew that they made emotional sense and logical story sense because I wrote an outline. I have had episodes about how to write an outline. I can definitely go over that again. If you're interested in that, let me know. But in order to write well, you have to put yourself in the mind of these characters, obviously. I mean, I think that goes without saying. So you can speak from the, the different perspectives of your character. So you can be in the context that you created for this world and this conflict that's happening and your characters can react to that and actively go after they want. Sometimes it's really hard depending on the context that you give your characters. And for me, I gave my characters a context that was very personal to me and very personal to real experiences that I have had. And so my your body has this sort of fight or flight mode when things feel threatening emotionally. When your mind is telling you, I don't want to go here, I don't want to go here, I don't want to go here, I've been there, and that was really painful. So you have to override that process because it can paralyze you. I swear, if there is one thing, one thing that students and clients say is, I don't, I sit down and nothing happens. No, things happen. You have ideas, you're too afraid to write them badly, so you don't, or it's just too scary. It's just too scary. It's just very scary, <laughs> depending on what you write. Because the thing you pitched to me was very compelling and it was 
on your heart and it was on your mind. This is a story you've been carrying around with you forever and you really want to tell it. You get to the point where it's time to write it and your mind is like, oh, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> we're not going there. We're not going there. So there are things that you can do physically to soothe yourself. For me, um, I like to have a warm beverage, whether it's coffee or tea. It could be hot water. It doesn't really matter what's in the mug. But that, that warming sensation of holding something warm is very calming. And so if it's summer, I may even like turn up the AC where it's like chilly around me. And I have like a warm cup of coffee or a warm cup of tea. It's very warm. Sometimes I just hold it. Sometimes just, I just sit there and hold it and calm down. Another thing I do is give myself like very small touches, like on my arm or on the back of my neck, like find a way to like literally like soothe yourself the way you would soothe like a baby or a person that like you're calming them down, your friend, they just had a horrible day and you're rubbing their back like, and it is very soothing. I swear this works. I don't know if it's weird or not, but I swear it works. Like even on the inside of my wrist, if I'm sitting there writing and I'm having to write a scene where something happened that was very painful and I like seize up and stop. Let's take a break. Maybe touch the inside of my wrists or my elbow and calm down. And then the last thing is an extension of that, which is make your space a safe place. So you've already found a safe place, but sometimes you may have to create or develop a space that reminds you that you're okay. I literally have a post-it note on my lamp that says, there's no need to escape, you're safe. And that just reminds me, I don't have to get up, I don't have to go to the refrigerator, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I don't have to like put on an episode of Frasier. I don't have to escape this moment. Whatever happened before or whatever I, I am writing about that my brain is like, okay, we're, we're, we don't want to go on this trip. I'm literally however many years or days or months or whatever out of that particular moment that I'm reflecting in my script even if it's something that didn't happen to you personally, but you're writing about something that's just like tough. It's just hard. A friend of mine texted me yesterday to watch a documentary. She's like, it's really tough. I don't know. And something that happened to this lady in like 1940 something. It didn't happen to me, but if I wanted to write a fictional version of that, I would have to create a space where... I'm safe to really reflect what happened, to really go there and not write the watered down version because that's what I feel like I can handle emotionally. Part of that space is also reminding yourself to dig deeper. Sometimes when you're writing something, the impulse is to, like I said, just skip over it or skim it or to not really reflect sometimes in the dialogue how cutting something can be or reflect in the space how this conflict is jutted up against this other conflict and things are happening simultaneously. Sometimes you just need to be reminded to dig deeper, to look down at what you just wrote and tell yourself, okay, um, that's a safe version of this, but that's not what really happened. Or 
that's not the most compelling version of this story. I know I can go deeper. So putting a sticky note on your wall or writing it somewhere or having a photo that evokes the level of emotion that you want to elicit from your show can go a long way to reminding you that the deeper you dig, the more you are single-handedly pushing yourself forward. You're pushing your career forward because you are writing something that's a lot more transparent and personal and real, and people will respond to that and identify with that. But you're also moving yourself forward as a human being. You're becoming more emotionally sophisticated and you're finding the language and the way at which to talk about and express the experience of being alive. That's what this work is. That is where this work is continuing to grow in terms of this industry. And that is what sets you apart. Because when it comes to that particular place, there is no humanly way to duplicate that. You are the only one who can do that. When you get to that very specific place within yourself as a writer, no one else can copy your voice in that way. It is impossible. And that is how you move your career forward. I cannot wait to continue to talk to you guys about all the things I'm working on, hear about all the things you're working on, and get back to giving you guys more episodes of Storyteller Therapy. Please let me know how you guys are finding ways to be emotionally brave when it comes to your screenwriting. I can't wait to hear your techniques. Let me know if any of these work. Talk soon. As always, if you want to work with me directly, you can book an appointment with me at atlantafilmproject.com and find out everything else about our company, courses, workshops, videos, and workbooks you can use to work on your own. You can find a link in the show notes for all of these things. And if this makes sense to you, rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time.